Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. podcast we are the football podcast giving you all the ins and outs of every upcoming nfl game um but we're not there yet we're still previewing the season we have four more weeks to go and man this is a big one this week we are looking at the nfc north we're going to be looking at all of the divisions given the over-unders the draft picks the the off-season moves and telling you what we think are these going to be positives? Are these going to be negative seasons for them? But before we start, we got to tell you that we are being sponsored by Tavour today. If you want to get the best craft brews delivered straight to your front door from breweries all around the U.S., use Tavour. Go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app and use promo code TAPROOM when signing up to get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. I am Big Ballin, Ben Larson. Let's meet the crew. We got Jordan stacks on stacks on stacks. Lats. Yes, and sir. Eddie, Eddie Martin tonight. How y'all doing? Uh, Man, feeling- I'm doing much better now that the U.S. team is winning. Because before we started recording, I was telling Ben, if the U.S. loses to Australia, I will throw my TV out the window. I mean, Damn, I'm not going to see up. that tonight. But, Damn. Uh, we up by 10 right now, Ben. We looking good. Wow. They were down by 13. But- they were down by 15 at one point. 15? Okay. Eddie, yeah, how you doing? I'm saying I'm feeling better than a lot of these players in the NFL right now, which we'll get into. But uh, yeah, another another night in paradise soon. Hell yeah, Whoa, blow there, dog. <laughs> hey, he's calling like a see him, dude. I see. Uh, both of you guys have a drink in your hand, so uh, let's hear it. What are we drinking tonight? Uh, dude, I gotta stick with my summer ales, dude. Like the Kona Big Wave, it's classic. It was here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, oh. We're going back to it. You know, not too bad, 4.4%, but it could be one of the best tasting summer beers, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Great to oh, great yeah. to have on a hot day, and you can just pound them. Jordan, what do you got going? Drinking another Tanaya IPA, Ben. Man, I'm the only one going with a new beer today. So I'm going uh, Morgan Territory Brewing, which is out of Tracy, California. Uh, kind of the armpit of California, but hey. <laughs> this Tracy is what it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, but hey, this is a damn good beer. I'm a, I'm a little bit into it. Uh, you know, so Morgan Territory, good job for uh, putting out a good beer out of a shithole of a town. But yeah, they got uh, nothing else to do, dude. Yeah, exactly. So this is the they glorious... can go cow tipping, dude. Uh, dude. That's like a town that has like no cruising posted throughout the city. dude. That's like... true. That is true. But this is the glorious Ur passion fruit uh, imperial kettle sour. So they have the glorious kettle sour. Um, and this is an Imperial, so it's coming in at 8.0%. Um, so it is, uh, it's kind of a passion fruit ale, as they describe it. So 8.0, I might be a little uh, little slurry. Probably not. I, say, I have to drink two beers just to match your one, dude. Yes. It's going to be a it's, long uh, But, man, so far so good. I've uh, definitely put a good dent in it. So nice. Damn, Ben, I was going to drink a double IPA tonight, too, and I was like, ah, no, I don't want to go too big but you're over here doing it dude here we go here we go it's only the north fellas it's just the north but i do understand why we would be drinking more because you do realize that tonight when you're all listening to this podcast we officially have nfl football back football is back baby so football is back before we start we should should raise our glasses and say we made it through an off season we're back yes we did cheers Mm -hmm. all right and let's get to some football because eddie alluded to it earlier man there are some players out there that are hurting and and i mean we're we're literally talking injuries this week because we've had a couple couple big ones come out and the biggest being 
you know, Carson Wentz, the day after we talk about him last week and uh, put out the podcast, he gets hurt. Then Jordan and I are talking about it on uh, tap room saying, uh, he's, they're not going to be doing the surgery. He's just going to write it out. And the very next day, again, we get news that he's going into surgery. So he is out. Uh, this is an odd one, five to 12 weeks. Um, I don't understand how you can have a seven week window, but Hey, is what it is. Um, so we got the Wentz injury, him going to surgery. You've got uh, the Panthers are really hurting. They've got AJ Bowie and Shaq Thompson um, who are, have, you know, middle of the range uh, injuries here. You've got Galladay out with a minor injury. You've got, uh, you know, the fresh picked 10th overall Devonta Smith expected to miss a couple weeks after such a suffering an MCL sprain. Um, you've got, you know, wide receiver Marcus Brown's hamstring injury that uh, all they, although they said wasn't bad, they're now coming out and saying it's worse than they were told at the beginning. So, you know, what are the biggest injuries you've seen so far that are really going to affect the team? I think the biggest one, obviously, is Wentz. I mean, yeah. this is a guy that the Colts traded for to be their starting quarterback for a team they expected to not only contend for their division, but maybe contend for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, Carson Wentz is hurt. And this is a guy that is often injured, not reliable by any stretch of the imagination at this point in his career. And so the Colts have to make a big decision here. He's going to be out five to 12 weeks. You know, this roster is ready to win now, so they can't really be patient. So if they don't think Jacob Eason is that guy that can get them, you know, two to four wins in the first five weeks of the season, I mean, they have to go out and get a Phillip Rivers or a Nick Foles or something. Like, they got to get a guy that can help that team win now. Yeah, it, it would just be comical if Nick Foles came to, to <laughs> Indy, right? It's Saves just the like, day. Right. It's, it'd be perfect for Wentz. Not really perfect for Wentz, but you know what I mean? Like, Frank Reich's there. Uh, but also with the Colts, you have Quentin Nelson, who's going to be missing time on their starting offensive lineman. Uh, you got Michael Thomas, who was a put on the pup list. Uh, so he won't even be available. So I think it's like week eight or week nine. I can't remember the exact week. And I think Michael Thomas for his team could be just as big as Wentz because you're going into a year without Drew Brees for the first time in, you know, 10, 12 years for the Saints. Uh, they already had question marks offensively with who they're going to have throwing the ball. And now you just take their best weapon at receiver and remove him from the picture uh you got Trent Brown in New England he's on the pub list but that's more because he can't lay off a cheeseburger uh JJ Watts on the but, pub PUP it's just a lot of injuries early in the year which at the I mean at the end of the day if you can have injuries I guess you'd want them now instead of later in the year because at True. least you go into the year knowing you don't have them and preparing yourself for that but at the same time like Injuries are a part of the game, and it just sucks when you have these kind of injuries happening to these players. Yeah, yeah. and if you – you know, you guys were mentioning, mentioning Wentz, and, like, first five weeks is a hard schedule for them. You know, they've got the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. Those are four games that I think they win if they have Wentz. I don't think they win those if they have Eason. Maybe one. Maybe the Dolphins if, uh, if you know, the Dolphins don't come out you know, all that great. You've got uh, Harris who's sitting on uh, and uh, their other wide receiver who's sitting on, you know, their pup list. So like it's, that's a huge question mark for me. And the other one I'd put on there would, would be Devonta Smith Um, just because he doesn't get, I mean, rookies had to deal with it last year, but he doesn't get the, uh, you know, the training camp, uh, the, the preseason games to get into NFL ready shape. Like this is a, this is a huge difference from, you know, his college days to the pros. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I think if we learned something from last year too, it's like that springtime, this time right now for rookies is the most important time of the year. Yeah. Games are good. Get that game experience, but learning the offense, learning the system, learning the tricks from the veterans, all those things like, yeah, Justin Jefferson came out last year and balled out. Right. But he's a freak of nature. Like, 
he's just physically more ta- more talented than other players in the league. But you have other rookies that did, that needed that time, uh, which means this year for them being their second year is almost like their rookie year. Uh, mm-hmm. So the rookies, like Devontae Smith, missing that time, uh, that's going to hurt him tremendously in just his development. Plus, he's tiny, dude. Like, you know, tiny receivers got. I feel like they got to work harder, work you know, do more to succeed in this league. Um, so with him missing that time, I, I agree, man. That's that's a tough blow, just yep. for his career in general. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Devontae Smith. I mean, it sucks for him. The Eagles were gonna suck regardless this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, before we started recording this show tonight, some news broke on Twitter. Uh, by Chris Traprasso, who writes for CBS. He's an NFL analyst. And he said talks are heating up between the Eagles and Texans on a Deshaun Watson trade. Still hurdles to get over, but both sides are attempting to come to an agreement. I think the hurdles to get over is Deshaun Watson's 20 assault sexual assault yeah. allegations. Right, right. But, but again, that's a good fit, too. Like, if he misses the whole year, you just mentioned it. The Eagles aren't really planning on doing anything anyway, right? Like, that might be a decent fit for them. And I was thinking, too, like, this this speaks volumes about what Philly thinks of uh, Jalen Hurts. But yeah, we'll get into that when we talk about the NFC East. <laughs> that's what I was thinking was that means they don't like Hurts. So, All right, so we talked about injuries, and now we are going to get into the NFC North. And this is a big division because you have got a bunch of cities that are big football towns, and they are ready to go. And the first one is going to be the Chicago Bears. Last year, they had an 8-8 eight and eight record, which, uh, to be honest, is probably a, a good record for the way that they were playing last year with their big QB question marks. And here we are again, coming in with more QB disappointment. At one time, they thought they were going get, to be getting Russ, and now we've got Andy Dalton coming in as their, their big offseason addition. Um, they did all right in the draft pick. First overall, the pick 11, they got uh, Justin Fields from Ohio State. So Vegas has them sitting at seven and a half wins. To me, that's a, a lofty goal. But Jordan, where do you think they're going uh, over or under with the seven and a half? I mean, this one's tough, dude, because that defense is still like a very stout defense, right? Um, you know, they have Khalil Mack, who Eddie knows a lot about. You know, yep. Raiders got ripped off in that trade. No uh, way. <laughs> I mean, what did you guys? You guys didn't get nothing in return. We had the twenty fifth ranked defense with Khalil Mack. How is he making us any better? Yeah, I mean that's true. But he he made the Bears the number one ranked defense. Yeah, y'all y'all would have been the thirty second ranked defense. So, <laughs> yeah, like, he, but he, he, anyways, let's move. I think obviously their offense struggled last year with Mitch Trubisky, right? Yep. Um, they did look better towards the end of the year. I still don't think they have enough to improve. Even if they put Justin Fields in, I mean, rookies don't usually flourish in this league, dude. Yep. Like they just, they just don't. It's very uncommon. And I don't think this team is built for Justin Fields to flourish this year. I think it's better if he were to sit the whole year, even if they suck, unless it comes down to the final like few weeks of the season and the season's already over. Yep. I would lean under seven and a half games here. Um, because of all all of that. Uh, but I think this number is like spot on, dude. I think this number is right. Seven and a half is is legit for them. Yeah, I would agree, dude. I think I, I am going to lean on the under here. Um, I'm kind of with you there. Um, they didn't really do anything offensively to really improve the team. Uh, Andy Dalton, I think, is probably an upgrade over Trubisky. Uh, at this point and I don't necessarily know if it was like Trubisky's Mm. fault or like the pressure that he was under in Chicago you know when you get when your team trades up for you and drafts you instead of Patrick Mahomes that's a pretty tough uh, pill to swallow for a franchise Uh, but at the same time I think a lot of their issues last year offensively was play calling like how do you have a diverse back like Tariq Cohen and he completely he was hurt all year he wasn't hurt all year. He they faded yeah, him he out, of, out of the lineup, dude. No, he end, was hurt all year. Yeah, not all year. He wasn't out. Yeah, all dude, year. he got hurt yeah, in he like the second ACL week of the season. Yeah, I don't think that's factual. He absolutely yeah. was. Then yeah, maybe he was even like, the year before. You're, are like, you thinking Montgomery? 
No, 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 no. Because Montgomery, Montgomery was nothing special last year either. Hmm. They did get Damien. I Williams, know he did tear but... his ACL, but I thought he was there longer. Either okay, so maybe you guys are right, but um, I don't think they used the like. I think offensively, they have one of my favorite one-two punches in the league right now at receiver and Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. I think that can be a potential in the future. And with their draft, it looks like they're building towards that future offensively. They got Fields, the two offensive linemen they get in rounds two and three to protect Fields, which is something the Bengals should take a little note on. Um, I think off, they're heading in a right direction, but at the same time, I feel like this defense is coming to the end of the road for the defense, right? Like I think Khalil Mack's contract is up at the end of the year. Um, and I doubt he resigns, or maybe he's got a couple, another year after this. I can't remember exactly. Um, but I know that they're just aging. Like these players that they're getting coming into yeah. the defense is not getting any younger. So like the defense window is kind of like now or never almost. Um, and offensively, they're just not there. I, I would imagine we see fields by week seven week eight you know when the team's like one and seven two and six um i just don't have and plus the division's getting better like i minnesota is going to be a better team the packers are always still good you know the lions stink but um <laughs> i think just with like the fact that minnesota is getting better uh that's going to be it's going to be tough for them it's going to be tough for the bears to succeed without with that quarterback play Andy dalton's trash dude i think we all can agree with that um he's definitely like the prototypical stopgap to uh, Justin Fields starting next year. Um, so yeah. yeah, I would I would definitely yeah. lean the under. I agree. Seven and a half is going to be tough. You're telling me that they're going to go what eight and nine? I, I don't I don't see that happening. They have a horrible schedule too. The strength yeah, of schedule, tough schedule. Is, is incredibly yeah. tough. Um, you know, I, I was looking at these games. I only see them getting to a possible five or six wins in this season. Um, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to go way under there. And just to add to, you know, what you guys talked about mm-hmm. earlier, Jordan, you mentioned that their defense is, is stout, but their backfield is, is trash. They got rid of Fuller. Um, they've got Harris on the trade block, which with those, I mean, Harris was outstanding last year and without him, you know, backing things up at safety, he's they're you know, that long ball is going to beat them every time. And when you're playing Brady Rogers, um, you know, uh, Burrow, uh, Kyler can throw the deep ball. Russ can throw the deep ball. Well, they're really, really betting that their that their front seven is going to pressure the quarterback again, right. like they did two yeah. years ago. Yeah, and that's a that's but, a big hope because, like Eddie said, they're just getting older. So yeah, and Roquan Smith coming off injury, Danny Trevathan definitely older, Robert Quinn definitely older. So I mean, yeah. they. They, their defense should only age, and they got like you said, they got rid of caught Kyle Fuller, all pro cornerback. Um, yeah. It is going to be it's going to be very tough for them, dude. It's going to be tough, especially with that schedule. So I'm going, I'm going under. I I agree with you guys. I think what they're doing is going to be good for the future, but this future is going to then entail a new GM, a new <clears throat> coach, because I mean they're at they're at the end of the line, and if they're only getting five six wins this year, they're not coming back. That's the thing with this team, though, is, like, they're not really rebuilding for the future. They're in, like, this weird flux, dude, because they have, like, a defense with Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn, Danny Trevathan, who's, like, should be a win-now type defense. And you got Allen Robinson, Darnell Moody. Uh, they drafted two offensive linemen. So they're really in this flux of, like, they're trying to compete, but then you draft Justin Fields. And, like I said, rookie quarterbacks are very rarely – you know, name the last rookie quarterback that went to the Super Bowl. You can't because it never happened. You know what I mean? So, yeah, what are the odds? But you can have a rookie QB that can change your team. I mean, we saw it last year. Oh, yeah. absolutely. You can change your team. But the the odds of a rookie QB making it to the Super Bowl, I mean, you might as well fucking go to the blackjack table and fucking, I don't know, blackjack or go to roulette and throw all yeah. your money on fucking double one, zero. dude. Yeah, yeah, double zero. <laughs> I mean, that's the odds you're betting with, dude. Yep. Yeah. And I do think, too, if, like, Fields does come in and just plays mediocrely, I mean, it's not hard that 
what they need to do to improve offensively. Just have a above average quarterback play or even hell, give them average quarterback play because that defense is good enough to win you games. Um, it's just but is Dalton, it going to be that same elite defense from two years ago? Because two right. years ago they had average quarterback play. Well, hell, they were one of the best year. teams in the league. Yeah, e- the even last year, I mean, they would go eight and eight with Trubisky playing the way he did and Foles playing that offensive line who gave Foles literally negative one second to throw every time. Remember that was it the Sunday night or Monday night game when he would take, you drop back yeah, and just against get blasted. Minnesota. Minnesota. Minnesota's get, defense sucked. Yeah, dude. And he was getting blasted. Like that offensive line was trash. You're putting so, a lot of pressure on those, those rookie linemen though. Are right, they going right. to, to hold up any better than, you know, the yeah, old but linemen or linemen line is like one of the positions that you can like, it's like plug and play, uh, really. Yeah, look at like Tristan Wirfs last year for Tampa. I mean, he came in and was one of the best offensive linemen last year. That's like one of the few positions where you like come in and like you should perform right away. But yeah, and it's also one of the positions that like you can get help from better players around, like next to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you're a, a guard and you have an all pro tackle next to you, which Chicago uh, doesn't really have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but like they can improve your game as well. So um not saying that the line's fixed just because they drafted two guys because they still have to be decent. But um yeah, I don't know. I I mean I think all of us kind of agree though that Chicago stinks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah this yep. is definitely an under bet. Not the right. Bears. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about a shittier team, though. <laughs> we've, uh, we've got two in this conference. We've got the Detroit Lions coming in. Last year, they had a record of 5-11. and 11. They made a big trade this offseason. Um, you know, with their, the their QBs, you've got Stafford heading out to um, uh, Los Angeles to play on the Rams. And then you've got uh, Jared Goff coming in um, to uh, bunker down this offense. I, I, I can't even I can't even put good words to that. Um, they lost yeah, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, they lost Kenny Galladay too. I think, which I think is going to be huge. Marvin Jones, older, but uh, you know, still a quality, you know, quality wide receiver there. So they're they're coming in with a whole new offense. So Vegas has them sitting. The Vegas opened at four and a half. Now it's currently sitting at five. So five wins, over or under, Eddie? Uh, yeah. Remember how when we were talking about the Texans. Uh, we said like if zero was a possible, I'd take like the one under. Uh, I'd go like <laughs> one and a half and take the under here. Um, you bring in Jared Goff, right? Which, you know, that's not good or bad or anything. I don't know what it is. I think it's worse than Stafford. It's a hundred percent worse than Stafford. But then you lose like your two best offensive players. You have uh, Kenny Galladay leaving. And then Marvin Jones leaves as well. Um, and you bring in Tyra Williams. Yeah. Like, that's your receiver you bring in to help Jared Goff. Like, what are you talking about, dude? Tyra Williams was on the Raiders last year and he thought he was like fucking gold. No, he never played, dude. He played seven games and that Wasn't was he hurt. He was hurt all the time. Yeah. Like, he's fine, but Herman's he's not going to help. He's not going to help Jared Goff. Like, the, there's so many problems with the Lions, and then they go and draft Penny Sewell, which fell to them. They had to make that pick. Oh, absolutely. You, you didn't have a choice. You couldn't screw. You couldn't lie. They had this a great draft, draft, dude. They did have a good draft. I agree. And if there's a team that's tanking for a quarterback in this next draft class to get that number one pick, it's got to be them. For sure. Uh, see, for sure. They passed up on fields, though. They had a, They had the opportunity to pick up a good QB. They must think that they have a better chance of losing this year and getting one of the top two, top three quarterbacks in next year's draft than taking Justin Fields. Or maybe they don't like they didn't like something in Justin Fields they didn't like. We don't really know. Um, you know, maybe he wouldn't like break a broom with his teeth like the head coach will or something. So <laughs> they weren't gonna draft him. But uh, well, to yeah, be I, fair to the Lions, I I mean, they would have gotten the third or fourth best quarterback in this draft. And I think the quarterback class next year is deeper than this year's quarterback class. They traded away their first-round pick, didn't they? No, they got Penny Sewell. No, 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 for Goff, for next year. No, well, yeah, they got another first-rounder for next year, but they still have their first-rounder. Okay, so they got got 
Correct. Yeah, got the Rams okay. first rounder. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The thirty first pick in the NFL draft. Yeah. No, this team. I mean, they 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 drafted very well this year, um, which is good. But this is not going to help them for this year. I think they're going to be a a decent team. By decent team, I I think they're going to win three games. Yep. But I think that's what they're going for, dude. You know what I mean? I think that's by design. Yeah. Yeah. I have them at three, so I I like that. Although last time I said that, I said that about the Miami Dolphins two years ago, and they won like five games randomly or four games, whatever it was, and they should have won like one. Um, You know, you mentioned the draft, man, and I really do like what they did in the draft. It's definitely a future. Like the future is definitely brighter than the present in Detroit. Uh, Amon St. Brown, like, I think that is going to be a very nice pick. The thing is, Goff isn't their future, right? So No, he's not. The longer they have to have Goff at quarterback, the longer this team is going to take to get good. And they have a head coach who, like, Dan Campbell, like, we know nothing about. He's a great tight ends coach. But he's never been a coordinator of any kind. He's, a he's like a Mike Singletary, bro. Yeah, it's 100%. He's a motivator. I want Maybe winners. I can't <laughs> wait with them. As long as he keeps his pants on, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, dude. I think Dan Campbell, like you said uh, before, I think I think he's like a, a transition coach. Like we talked about with uh, – what's, what's a Sirianni from Philly – Oh, He's yeah. that coach that you like hire because you know he wants to be a head coach, but like you're not expecting anything of him because you're gonna fire him in two years once you like have a team that's ready to win. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where I see the lines, dude. Jared Goff is not their future. They literally just took on Jared Goff to get a first round pick. Is basically mm-hmm. what happened. They had to. Yeah. And this team, like you said, dude, they if there's any team that wants to have a top one pick next year, it's the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. They are literally tanking them and the Saints. I think I would put a lot of money on DeAndre Swift uh, above whatever odds Vegas has on him because you know, it's tough though Goff because everyone's gonna stack the box. All right, so I've been going on Twitter and and having some wars with for fantasy football coming up, and DeAndre Swift is coming up all the time about sleeper running back, sleeper running back. Here's the problem. The Lions are going to be down 21 points in the second quarter. You ain't running the ball when yeah, you're down 21 throw, points. Like, they're going to have to run the ball because nah, they can't throw. The, like, they don't have if, anyone to throw to. A prime example, the Niners back in the day had a quarterback named Tim Rattay. Okay. Yeah. The Niners went 1-15 and 15 that year, and Tim Rattay was the fourth best quarterback in fantasy football because the Niners were down. 28 30 points by halftime and he would throw for over 250 yards and three touchdowns in the second half every week he had amazing numbers but the niners were getting killed all the time but it's golf, the same thing golf is just going to throw interceptions he threw almost 30 of them last year 30 re- throw five, 29 interceptions 42 touchdowns that's not even going to be close this year it's going to be the opposite it's going to be 42 interceptions i get it but you can't run the ball when you're down 40 dude you know it's going to be their only offense so yeah, they're gonna have to run the ball. Can't run it when you're down that big, though, dude. Absolutely. That's can't. my only. That's hesitation. the only way that the ball is gonna be the only hesitation over. I got with them, though. That's it. Like if if you're down, it's hard to run. Swift isn't exactly a third down ba- or a third down back. Um, you know, I don't know. I think Eddie, that year that that the Niners went one in fifteen. Tim Rattay only threw for ten touchdowns. It's the same difference, dude. How many yards did he have, though? He averaged 241 yards a game, yeah. 2169. He only had nine starts, so. Right. And this is like the second half of the year. It's case in point. He may not have thrown three touchdowns a fucking game. He threw, more, he threw as many interceptions as he did touchdowns. He threw hella picks, but he still got you like 20 points a week. <laughs> no, you're tripping. He did not get you no 20 points a week. Yeah, sure he did. Well, were you getting one point per yard or what? Yeah, no, it's your typical in that league, though. In all fairness, it was six points for a touchdown from quarterbacks. But still, same That's difference, the same thing, though, dude. Like, you can't run the ball when you're down big, dude. That's the whole point, moral of the story, dude. The one thing I would say about the Lions is that they have a great tight end, and a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. 
and golf does flourish with those short intermediate routes, which could benefit them. Hawkinson, uh, right? yeah, TJ yeah. Hawkinson. Could be tight end number four in fantasy this year. Yeah, he could be one of the top ranked tight ends. But I just don't think that this team wants to win. So they're going to like find ways to lose. And obviously, they're very thin on depth. So any injuries kind of fucking sets them back a lot. Yeah. So I, it's tough though, because under four and a half, or I mean, I would definitely take under five. Like that's easy. Under five is. But I think they're going to be right around there, four or five wins, dude. Who are they going to win? Who are they going to beat? They're going to beat Atlanta. They're going to beat Chicago once. Philly, Chicago, and then Pittsburgh, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably walk in. They'll probably get a Bengals. They could be get the some Bengals. bullshit win against Green Bay when Green Bay is like not really I don't see attention. them beating the Bengals. Nah, they could beat the Bengals, dude. It's not like that's like out of the realm of possibility. I think they'd they'd get one win out of Pittsburgh or Cincinnati. Like I said, dude, I said the same thing about the Dolphins two years ago. I thought that was like a one win team at best, and they had four or five wins or whatever it was. And they beat they beat a couple of good teams. They beat the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, I don't see it happening. It's the NFL, man. These guys are all professionals, dog. It's not like they're like a bunch of scrubs. Like these guys are the best in the world at what they do. You know what I mean? I mean, yes and no. There's a reason that they were 5-11 and 11 last year, and then they they got worse this year. So, But, I mean, things have – I mean, obviously, obviously they, they're 4-11, and 5-11 and 11 or whatever, but they're still an NFL team. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not – sometimes in the NFL, it's like a one-possession game a lot of the times, dude. One, one thing goes your way, and it's a win. It won't be close yeah. enough for those opportunities, dude. <laughs> Probably not that much. I mean, I'll, all right, I'll take so, the under. I mean, we're all under, though. Yeah, we're all under. that. I mean, Vegas having them at five, I think we're all in consensus that this is going to be under. Um, I think this next next team is going to be a, a little bit more of a uh, you know back and forth here. But uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to hear from one of the Taproom Sports Network uh, podcasts, and we will be right back. Nice. Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. back make sure to go check out the taproom sports podcast with jordan stacks on stacks on stacks lats and me big ball and ben larson as we talk a recap of all the sports of the week but it is time to get to what could possibly be the two division winners of the nfc north here uh we're going to start it off with the green bay packers last year they had a record of 13 and 3 the qb saga has ended aaron Rodgers is back Vegas has them sitting at 10 wins, still at 10 wins, only available in some books. Let's uh, let's also put this up there. Um, so currently Vegas is sitting at 10. We added another uh, another game on this season. So, Jordan, let's go back to you over or under. I mean, this is a this is one I would stay away from because 
I could see things going sideways with this. Yep. And I don't mean that Aaron Rodgers is going to lose under 10 games. I'm talking, you know, Aaron Rodgers had that press conference where he basically called out the front office and what he wants. The GM, Mike Guggen, whatever his name is. Koontz. He had an, Guggen Koontz had an interview where he said, you know, if I sit there and listen to Aaron for two hours and I don't do what he says, then it makes me look bad. Right. And so he's basically saying like, Hey, like, it's not like we haven't informed this guy of what we're doing. He just isn't happy with what we're doing, but we, like I always say, the franchise has to look out for the franchise. The player has to look out for the player. I would not be shocked if let's say, you know, third week of the season, Packers are one and two, and a team like the Broncos comes calling, and they're like, hey, we need a quarterback. Like, we'll give you fucking four first-rounders and all this shit. And the Packers say, okay, we'll take it and trade Aaron Rodgers. But I also wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers stays the whole year and the Packers flourish and go to the NFC title game and lose again. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So – I think a lot of this has to do – we just have to pay attention to the news, and I wouldn't bet this until – I mean, I wouldn't bet this. But if you're going to bet it, wait until, like, the week before the season when we have a good feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing for Green Bay. Yeah, dude. I don't like this one either, dude. Uh, <laughs> this is tough, dude, because they, in my opinion, right now are probably the, – they're the best team in the division. Right. Yeah. And this is probably the only division where we'll talk about the best team in the division, not knowing what they're going to do. Um, they didn't really add anything. They didn't lose anything. Like they're literally the same exact team as last year. No, they lost a huge uh, Pro Bowl center. Yeah. That's going to be mean, huge. You're you're asking a rookie to come in and, and be the center for. Yeah. It helps too that Aaron Rodgers will be there to like help dictate like the blitz packages and things like that. They'll help them out quite a bit, but I agree. Losing a pro bowl center hurts. Um, but at the same time, like you still have Aaron Rodgers, you still have Aaron Jones, you still got, you know, Devonte Adams, you still got big Bob Tunyon. You still have an immense amount of talent offensively. You have, yeah, but they have good number ones. They don't have good depth. I mean, they got market. Uh, what's it? You've MBS got Lazard. You've got Lazard. Lazard's Stanley, good. You've got Cobb, um, but they're all they're they drafted all... the other Rogers in the fourth yeah. round. Nah, they have, dude. They'll be fine on the yeah, outside. I think they'll be. They fine. don't have a true number two, which I think they're, you know, is the problem. They don't have a true oh, number. Lazard's two a solid number either. two. Yeah. AJ Aaron, Dillon was great last year. Yeah, AJ Dillon, Dillon barely fine. played last year. Yeah, but when well, he, he didn't played, play, he had Jamal well. Williams too. Yeah, they had Jamal Williams. And now he's gone. So uh, he's in Detroit. Um, so now you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. The thing being with that is I could see AJ Dillon stealing a lot of uh, carries from Aaron Jones. Um, not that that matters for them winning games, but more for like the fantasy side of things. Um, but like offensively, they're fine. I think they're, the talent's there. Defensively, it's that's the question mark. Like that's been their Achilles heel. The last two uh, AF or NFC Championship games mm-hmm. uh, was that defense, and it comes to fruition for yet again, which is Rogers' biggest issue. It's his biggest problem. So uh, they just brought in a new defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, mm-hmm. who, as I was going through this, his defenses hasn't ranked higher than twenty eighth out of the thirty two uh, teams. When right. So it's kind of like well, why, you know. Who, what the only thing is, though, if you did he if, go to? If we take the Bears under seven and a half, we take the Lions under four Correct. and a half. It basically tells you that Minnesota's you know, going the, undefeated. That yeah, either Minnesota's <laughs> going undefeated or the Packers are going to go over ten. I think that's why a lot of this has to do with with uh with what Rodgers does. Because if Rodgers plays, dude, there's no way they don't win. They'll walk oh, yeah. into ten games, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they did last year or what they did in the offseason. Like this team's so good enough to win 10 games. Yeah, I have them, I have them walking through eleven and then having five to six question marks there. Five question marks. Yeah. I think on the betting side, 
the over is where I'd put money if like I had to put money oh, on yeah. it. If yep. it stays at 10 and we're talking like the last week of preseason, I'd probably go put money on it, to be honest Amber, with you. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, this feels like a Vegas like trick trick spot, right? Like they're Trap. saying, like, hey, we think it's 10 because of all the Aaron Rodgers debacle. We yep. think it's really gonna go on. But really, they know it's going to hit over or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? And they're thinking the public's thinking the other way. So uh, public definitely hitting the over on this because they see Aaron Rodgers on the roster now. Right. Plus, so, this yeah. ten is this ten is where it's opened and it hasn't moved, and it's it's not on many books. Yeah, they they took it down from a lot of a books. lot of these books took it down. So if it does come back, I think you're going to see a huge influx because Aaron Rodgers. Is coming back. I think if they bring it back, it's going to come back at eleven and a half. Probably, obviously, it's staying yeah. at ten. You know, like I think honestly, I don't even think we, at most books you might not even see it come back because they're yep. they're really waiting until the season starts to see if Aaron Rodgers is going to play because it, it, he's worth like seven and a half games. So yep. I mean, you're talking a huge influx in in a team season of importance, dude. Yeah. Plus, yep. you look at their schedule. Yeah, if it the comes back eleven and a half. Yeah. I was going to say, if it comes back at 11 and a half, what do you do? Under. So I think they're like an 11-win team. It's like, uh, I think San Francisco, I think they're going to have issues with. Um, uh, Arizona, I see them having issues with. Kansas City, Seattle, the Rams, Baltimore, Cleveland in week 16. Like, And on top of that, you throw in a game against Minnesota that they're going to lose at least yeah, one. Yeah, one against Minnesota. They'll pro- they could even lose one to the Bears because that's just like one of those rivalries, right, where they just yeah. always beat the shit out of each other. Pittsburgh, they play early in the year, so Big Ben's got his knees at that point. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, if it's, it goes to 11 and a half, I said under. And if even if it's, it's 10, I just stay away from it. I don't even mess with it. Yeah, 10 I'd go over. Yeah, 10 I would go over. They've got two against Detroit. They've got the Bengals. They've got two against Chicago. They've got New Orleans. They got Washington. Washington is a good team. Washington might be a good team, dude. That's what I mean. They have a they have a but they get them at home though. Too. How is it that I feel like every team that we have talked about this year has a tough schedule? Well, we've only got Three more uh, divisions left. So I know it feels like Damn, every bro, the Packers game. have a hell of a tough schedule. So they yeah, open, right. they open Saints, uh, Lions, but then they go, and then they go Niners, Steelers, Bengals, Bears. Then they go Washington, Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, Rams. Yep. <laughs> then they're buying week thirteen. That's brutal, dog. Yeah, That's a brutal like... one, two, three. We got to be like five and one stretch, you know. Yeah, going into that stretch, that's tough. And then they they close the season: Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, and then Detroit. Yeah, yikes, dude! But at that point, they could be they could be so far out of it that well, they they won't be out of it. They won't be out of it. But yeah. I mean, I would definitely favor them in any home game, though. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, real quick before we move on, how did they decipher a home game or away game for the extra game? Do you guys know? I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure to be honest. Because like it seems unfair. I think First. they're switching it off every year now. Or so is it that everyone has to play one game in London? Isn't that a thing? No. Nah. No. I I think it's uh if you play if your game's at home at home this year then next year it's on the road if it's on the road oh, okay. this year next year it's at home got it, got it, got it. Yeah. that's how they did it yeah. all right so that's a that's a big question mark and then we're moving into a, another team that in my eyes is a a big question mark here you've got the minnesota vikings uh last year's record was seven and nine vegas has them sitting at nine uh nine wins they are getting a lot of their, uh, you know, their defense back, which is going to be a huge boost. You've got the, uh, Danielle Hunter, Daniel, Danielle, um, spelled Danielle, but probably Daniel. pronounced Daniel. Daniel. Okay, there we go. Um, and then you've got uh, Michael Pierce returning, which is going to be a huge boost to their offense. Um, Eddie, we'll start with you on this one. 
Or do you think they go over under of nine? Oh, over nine. I think nine is is funny. Um, the team, like last year, as you mentioned, like that defense was so being banged up, right? Um, that they and their defense was the worst, one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, luckily for them, the Raiders played last year, so they weren't the worst. Uh, but um, the defense is coming back healthy. Uh, they still have Harrison Smith, who's, in my opinion, one of the best safeties in football. Um, he could kind of run a defense on his own. And then offensively, you still have Delvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Like, offensively, they're perfectly fine. Kirk Cousins, yes, you know, a lot of people have their thoughts on Cousins. I don't think he's necessarily the worst thing in the world. He's um, I don't think. I, but it's kind of and funny. He just have got you a seen year those? older. Did you see uh, the Minnesota Vikings put up? It's like uh, it was like on TikTok, and they said duet this, and it's like a uh, Kirk Cousins throwing a football, and then the it's supposed to be like players catching a football or people catching footballs mm-hmm. from this video, right? And like ninety two percent of the TikToks they got were balls flying over the head of the fucking people. Sounds about <laughs> right. Yep. But at the same time, again, I don't think Cousins is ever going to be a guy that's going to like dominate a game and like lead you to victory he's not that guy um but he's not you're not that guy bud uh but then if you get him on a team with a defense that's only allowing 20 21 24 points a game i think he can be that guy that can get you enough with those weapons to get you those wins um because was it two three years ago minnesota had one of the best defenses in the game and they were one of the best teams in the game as well. They have one of the best defensive coaches in the game, and Mike Correct. Zimmer. And he loves to cover. Keep that in mind. I mean, as bad as their defense was last year, there were still 12 teams that were worse than them, not just the Raiders. They were 18th in the league in defense. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were missing everybody. Daniil Hunter is an all-pro defensive tackle. Uh, they're missing Anthony Barr, who's a fucking all-pro linebacker. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're talking great pieces on their defense that were gone last year. And they only improved. Again, they kill the draft, dude. Every fucking year, dude, this team just nails the draft. How did Chester Sir- fall to 23? Dude, and they got him. And that was yeah. a big week. That was a big part of their weakness too. Was their offensive line? Yep. yep. And here they are solidifying their weaknesses. They get Kellen Mond, who is the replacement for uh, um, Kirk Cousins. Um, so I think the Vikings are going to win this division. So nine games, I'm I'm definitely going over. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen might be the Hot best take. one-two punch in all of football. Dalvin Cook, great running back. I mean, this team is is very well all around and they have a great coaching staff. Right. And when you add all that into it, it's over nine. They got a tough schedule. <laughs> that is the schedule killer, dude. Well, they're, they're playing the, the, the NFC West. They, they've got that edited in there and NFC West is a giant. Right. Yeah. But they got Bengals, Cardinals, Seattle. They t- get Seattle at home, by the way. Then they get Cleveland know. at home. Detroit at home, Carolina in Carolina. Then they get Dallas, Baltimore, Chargers, Green Bay, San Francisco, Detroit. I mean, dude, they can. These are a lot of winnable games because Seattle they get at home, Cleveland they get at home. It is nice to get Cleveland and Seattle at home for sure. Yeah, and then they get Detroit at home, and that's like I don't care if they play them in Detroit or on fucking Mars, they're gonna win that game. Carolina, even though they're playing at Carolina, that's a very winnable game. First Dallas at home, another winnable game. At Baltimore, that's going to be tough. At Chargers, that's a winnable game. Versus Green Bay at home, winnable game. At Niners, tough, but still a winnable game. Uh, Detroit, again, winnable. Versus Pittsburgh, winnable. At Chicago, winnable. Versus Rams, you know, that's a tough game. They're going to lose at that home. Well, it's at home, though. Hmm. So it's winnable. If at Green like, Bay, they probably lose that one. I feel like a lot of their tough games are at home, though, which is exactly. nice. Exactly. That's you know hella I mean? good. That's a that's a huge benefit. But this is a very top-heavy team, man. They don't have They don't the have a lot depth. of depth. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And injuries derail seasons all the time. And I, obviously we're not looking at this thinking like, oh, you know, so-and-so is going to miss eight weeks or whatever. We, we can't predict that. Uh, but if this team does get hurt and we're trying to predict winners for you. So if there's injuries on this team, it could. Well, any I mean, team, though, if you get it's, injuries, just, it's true. Yeah. It's very true. But I feel like this is more. They're more pr- like not prone, but you know what I mean? Like they're more well, like it, they're just more it's more dangerous for them because they don't have the level of talent to come in and step in. Well, I mean, like if any team were to lose two guys like Anthony Barr and Daniel Hunter, like that changes your entire oh, defense. You know what I mean, um, so I think that I, I mean, like I'm not going to bank on like two guys like that getting hurt, right? I think those those two guys are irreplaceable. But if you lose guys that are like replaceable guys, then they can be replaced, right? Um, <laughs> that was inspirational, right there. <laughs> it, I mean, it is. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. I'm just saying, because like, all right, like, I don't mean to be a dick, but <laughs> you lose Dalvin Cook and they have Alexander Madison behind him, and Madison's nice, dude. Like he could probably start on hella teams. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously, if you lose Justin Jefferson, you're fucked. If you lose Adam Thielen, that hurts. Thielen's been injury prone his whole career. But they got D.D. Westbrook as their third wide receiver, and he's he's a decent piece, right? So I think a lot of yeah injuries do matter, but I mean, they they need like key injuries to take this team down because they were 18th in the league, missing their two best defensive players last year. They're still mm-hmm. 18th in the league in defense. Yeah, they need to get rid of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> well, they are. Um, They're planning for it, but he's still a serviceable quarterback, dude. If everything yeah. around him is right, he's a good quarterback. He just needs everything around him right. I mean, dude, he he was playing very well last year. It's just their defense was struggling because they yeah. were so hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't put a game on his shoulders for sure. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, you can never expect him to come back from twenty-one down or fourteen down or seven down or three down. Uh, but if you can get him a lead and he can just have the defense contain that lead, I think because he doesn't like the nice thing about cousins is like, I'm sure he does, but it feels like he at least gets one first down to drive. I feel like, like he may get that one first down and that might be it, but he at least keeps the momentum, like the clock in favor of Minnesota. Plus it helps you have Delvin Cook just hand the ball off too. But um, you know what I mean? And like Madison. he does yeah, and and Madison's great out of the backfield like in, on third down. So um I just feel like he he wins that time of possession more than he'll lose it. Uh, that for if your defense is right, like I think Minnesota's will be, that is a recipe for success for them. Yeah. No. I agree. All right. I saw them I saw them sitting right at nine. Um, you guys have kind of talked me into going over there. Um, but we can't uh, take every team in this division under, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to be over. Someone's got to go over. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I also have Green Bay going over too. That's true. So, um, that's fair. But, uh, but yeah, that, that pushed me over. over so, what's the, what's the recap that we got for, for the division so far? We have Detroit under, Chicago under. You guys say Green Bay over. Um, and then Minnesota, Minnesota over. over. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So that leads us to uh, our, our division winner. And uh, right now, I mean, odds aren't all that great. If you're looking at things, you've got uh, the Packers sitting at minus 120. You've got the Vikings at plus 200, the Bears at plus 325, which surprises me, and the Lions at plus 1600. Again, well, the crazy thing is, how do you have the Packers over under 10 wins and then minus one? What is that? Minus 120? Minus 120. Yeah. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, but that again, that 10 wins. That is the most. Aaron Rodgers, you know, if we knew Aaron Rodgers was going to be back. So that's probably yeah, being a heavy favorite like that. Yeah. For the well, minus, odds, 120 minus 120 isn't that heavy a favor there, especially with pretty Minnesota. heavy favorite for division, right? division. That's pretty heavy favorite. I mean, Minnesota. I think only Tampa Bay is the only other minus Kansas City. Uh, oh, yeah, in Kansas City. I think well, those and, are the only two. And these actually, these are two. These are current. These are current right now. These, this was just taken uh, off of my bookie uh, 
two hours ago. There's so, only one way to go here, and that's Minnesota, dude. Uh, to me, this is a no bet. I'm taking yeah. Minnesota all day. This is like one of my favorite bets of the of the off season because I think Minnesota is winning this division. The problem is, I still think it's Aaron Rodgers, dude. Like, as much as like all the turmoil and everything that we've talked about with the Packers, like it's still Aaron Rodgers. It's He's Rogers, won the division with less. Adams, you know I mean? Jones. Yeah, they're Tanya. still the Packers. They're still going to put up thirty to forty points a game. They still play in Lambeau, which is one of the best home field advantages in football. Like, I can't, and I don't want to put money on the Packers and get minus 120 odds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of am agreeing with Ben here. For my money, I'm going no bet, but I also do see the Minnesota bet because I feel like this is the year for them to take that next step. Yeah, could it happen? The Is there a good chance with it? Yeah, sure. Sure. I think Chicago being at plus 325 is a fucking joke. Yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. And I think like Minnesota is a plus EV bet if you're going to look at what you, you know, the income to the money you're putting out there. Like it's it's not like a safe bet in no ways, but if you're I mean we're gambling here, right? There's always that risk in there. Yeah. Uh, but I think your risk is lower with Minnesota at the odds that they're getting uh, than you know Green Bay, for example. Yeah. Minus one twenty. So you're putting a hundred down. Sorry, you're putting hundred and twenty down to win a hundred. Minnesota put a hundred down, win two hundred back. So right. Yeah. Yep. For the odds, I would bet Minnesota in this division. Yeah. Yeah. And could also be a, a good way to hedge that there. If you, uh, you know, put some money down on Green Bay and then some on, on uh, Minnesota, maybe put oh, a little yeah. bit more on Minnesota and you, uh, you know, get a little bit more return than. You know, what Again, you can keep monitoring too. You could put your money on Minnesota now, hope that the season starts Minnesota 3 and 0, Green Bay 1 and 2, those odds flip. Then you put your money on Green Bay as well to try to balance that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Very good point. All right, so it looks yeah. like we've got a, a good game plan for the NFC North. Uh next week we are going to be looking at the AFC least. Um and uh you've got a couple teams there who probably aren't going to be that good anyways. But uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, for listening. That was a great podcast. You're listening to APR, a.k.a. the Annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Taproom Sports Podcast. You can check out the network's Twitter at Taproom underscore sports. You can check out Jordan's, which is at Jordan Rules TSP, or you can check out Eddie's, which is at Eddie TSP. Um, we're on Facebook, just search Taproom Sports Podcast, or you can go to our website, www.taproomsportspodcast.com. Make sure to check out Jordan and I on the Taproom Sports Podcast uh, for your weekly sports review, where we drink and review some delicious craft beers. And since we mentioned craft beers, how do you guys, uh, how'd you guys feel about your beers tonight? Always good, man. Dude, so smooth, dude. Yeah. It just Always reminds me good. of Hawaii. Gets me through talking to you, fucking idiots. There we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Big wave reminds me of Seth Roberts. Why Seth Roberts? I told you guys before when I was in Hawaii, I watched the Raiders at 8 a.m. Seth Roberts oh, yeah. had like his biggest game of his life against Tennessee that day. That's hella funny. That's the first thing you think about. <laughs> Seth Roberts, dude. Nice. I had the good sour, 8%. So it was a little heavy, definitely quality. Good job, uh, Morgan Territory, though. The only good thing to come out of Tracy, California. But uh, <laughs> since we're talking beer, make sure to go to Tavour. cow tipping, dude. Don't forget oh, there that. There we go. There we go. Make sure to go to Tavour or go to Tavour.com. Uh, use promo code TAPROOM when signing up. Get 10 bucks off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's like two beers, two free beers. Always good. Make sure to check out Square Sharks on Mondays and, win- and Fridays. Excuse me. No, Wednesdays and Fridays. Let me get those days right. Where uh, where we review and make you know the perfect bets out of a couple games each week. All right, that's it for Big Ball and Ben Larson, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, and Steady Eddie Martin. We will see you next week. Let's go, man! Basketball destroyed. I told you.
KD had 23 points. Dude, have you I seen that video of Jameis Winston trying to like bust through it? Uh, yeah, practice. and he almost gets knocked over <laughs> by a fucking practice pattern. So oh, yes, I did see that. Yep.